those aren't the only books I'm talking about. I'm talking about the random books that you don't think would have an impact, but they hit you at the right moment. Welcome to A Book in a Dream with Megan O'Russell, an author's adventure in writing, reading, and being an epic fangirl. Hello, my name is Megan O'Russell, and welcome to episode five of A Book and a Dream. Today, I want to talk to you about books that come into our lives at just the right moment. I'm pretty sure you know what I mean. Every once in a while, we stumble on a book that catches us at just the perfect time, and it becomes a part of our life. Now, there are some books that are meant to do this, like The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. That book was written to change your life. If you've never read it, it's amazing. Read it once, let it alter you, read it again in a few years, you're going to get something completely different out of it. But those aren't the only books I'm talking about. I'm talking about the random books that you don't think would have an impact, but they hit you at the right moment. For me, a big one is basically anything ever written by Madeline Lingle. The summer before I went to college, I ended up with two stress fractures in my leg, which is a giant deal if you're about to go to college as a dance performance major. I was on crutches. I couldn't walk. I definitely couldn't dance. It was super stressful. And so I binged everything Madeline Lingle had ever written. All of it. And so whenever I think of that, whenever I think of comfort books, I always refer back to her because that's what that super stressful, the first really like adult super stressful time of my life revolved around were her books. Another big one for me, which is a random happy relaxing memory. I was on a beach in Thailand with my Kindle and It was a very small beach, so it's not like I was, you know, ignoring some epic adventure. There were hammocks you were meant to read. But I binged the Maze Runner series by James Dashner on a beach in Thailand. So whenever I think of, like, relaxing in beach, I automatically think of James Dashner, which is a little weird because his stories are, like, not relaxing. But that's okay. It's it's not always, you know apropos, but it's there. Uh, I also think of little men. Uh, I was homeschooled after elementary school. And so as I was leaving public education, I found Little Men by Louisa May Alcott. And so that whole transforming from constantly being with people into being responsible for my own timeline, I go back to Little Men. I have that, that memory of all of these boys being schooled in a house and their adventures and all of that. And so I automatically associate that time. Harry Potter was when I first thought of, hmm, maybe I could be a writer someday because I read that book as a part of a children's literature course. And it goes beyond just books too. For the uh, theater fans out there, oddly enough, my husband and I first listened to Hamilton, the musical, while we were on our way to Ireland. We then re-listened to it while we were driving through Ireland for two weeks, which is weird that we were listening to a musical about American history while driving through Ireland, but it really worked. And now whenever I hear Hamilton, I'm automatically, automatically taken back to like sheep darting up from under fences, which has nothing to do with Hamilton, but the recall is there. If I hear the song Carry On by the band Fun, I am automatically taken back to Denali, Alaska. If I hear anything from Jonathan Larson's musical Rent, 
I am automatically an angsty 13-year-old again. Now, these pieces, they stick with you forever. It's almost like a, a scent. It's that weird recall where you're automatically taken back to a different place in time. Grandma's brownies, Christmas trees, those kind of visceral scents that just transport you. Now, it's amazing as a consumer of art to have those pieces ingrained in the timeline of your life. And it's a massive responsibility as a creator to know that any of your pieces could become that for someone else. Uh, For example, I was on the uh, national tour of The Wizard of Oz for a year. Now, The Wizard of Oz is a great show. It's great for kids. It's big and wonderful, but when you're being a flower on stage, you really don't think about how you're changing someone's life. You're more wondering, like, is the dog under your feet? Am I going to step on Toto? You know, is is the bubble flying over my head? Those are the things you worry about when you're living in the merry old land of Oz. And then you talk to audience members and they say it's the best show they've ever seen. Some little girl now wants to be in musical theater and you realize you have become ingrained in this moment in their life. I had a reader contact me this year. I um, One of the pieces that I put back out as my independent author craze of 2019 was Nutty Cracker Sweet, which is a sweet romance novella. It had been published briefly years before and I was contacted by a reader who has the version from years ago, who told me that she rereads it every year as a part of her Christmas tradition. I have become a part of her Christmas tradition, and that's amazing, but it's this massive weight of responsibility. Like, she looks for her copy, and she reads it, so it feels like Christmas. That's great and terrifying all at the same time. and. Then for this Christmas, my paperback sales for How I Magically Messed Up My Life in Four Freaking Days, which is book one in The Tale of Bryant Adams, the paperback sales went through the roof. I'm an indie author. Usually most of the books I sell are ebooks, but my paperback sales for that book in particular skyrocketed. The only reason I can figure out that that would be happening is because they're being given as Christmas presents. So all of these people in lots of different countries are opening up my book on Christmas morning. Now, you know, some of them probably aren't going to read it. Their grandma wants them to read more and, you know, they're not interested. Some of them will read it and be like, hmm, that was nice and move on. But some of those could become influential moments in these readers' lives, It could become the thing that they needed to get them from Christmas to New Year's when their family was driving them crazy and they weren't in school. It could be that escape that got them through that time period. And that is a massive weight and an awesome responsibility. And I don't really know how to deal with it. Pride? Yes, we're going to go with pride. Pride feels nice, but also terror, a lot of terror involved in that responsibility. So what are some of the pieces that have had a massive impact on you that have become 
completely associated with a moment in your life. Do you revisit them? Do you just have that loving recall? Do you have an absolute aversion, like you cannot hear that song or you're going to go crazy? What are they? What made them a part of your life? Was it just the right thing at the right time? Is it because, like the alchemist, it was so influential and altered who you are as a human? Let me know. Help ease my fear at becoming that for other people because what an awesome and amazing responsibility we have as artists to influence people that way when we're just going about our daily business. It It is my business. Writing and performing are my job. And as part of it, I get to have this massive impact. And wow. So yeah, let me know in the comments what's impacted you, why, if you are a creator, if you're a writer, songwriter, performer, whatever that is, have you had any of those moments where people have let you know that you've become important to their lives? Put it in the comments. Reach out to me on social media. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, whatever it is on your preferred platform so you don't miss any episodes of A Book in a Dream. And don't forget to comment. Comfort me. Let me know your stories. Thanks. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.